1: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, you know what what day it is. It's Monday. And that means Monday musings. And that means John Perillo. John, welcome back and uh, and but welcome, John. Well thank you.
2: And thank you to the, your sponsors. I do appreciate that. I appreciate them sticking with the program and uh Hey, I wanted to. I did want to talk a little bit more on the Houthis after what happened uh, over the weekend and, you know, a little bit more of just who they are and what's going on. Excuse me. And Elliot Cohen, who was Kondalita Reiser's counselor at the Department of State, he actually wrote an article before all this that was kind of what I was reading. And he had a podcast that was fascinating about that. And I just wanted to give you a little more background, then we'll get into the kind of the whys and what it means. You know, the Houthis are actually a minority Shia sect. Within Yemen. They're a tiny player and they've been participants in some of the civil conflicts that have been going on there. But, you know, until they linked up the Iranians, nobody cared or knew who they were. Um, you know, Yemen and the Houthis in particular are very poor. You know, they could barely feed themselves, let alone build missiles, they don't build the radar systems, they don't they couldn't control anything more than some sand until they linked up with the Iranians. And now you can't say that they're under the complete control of Iran, because we discussed how how proxies work, they have their own agendas, Uh, but even though they're impoverished, here they are with missiles attacking U.S. warships, U.S. allies, shutting down shippings, and now killing Americans. Right? And we know that the IRGC is helping them, there's no doubt about that, and remember that this works for the Houthis because it makes them a big player on the world stage instead of being ignored like every other impoverished tribe in that area. Uh, but here we have this tribe, like we talked about on Monday Musings, <clears throat> upon checking the king. And when you're impoverished and you're a group of Islamic fundamentalists and you're taking on the great Satan and the little Satan, that's pretty heady stuff. And because of that, there's absolutely no reason for them to stop these attacks, and they won't. And for Iran— well, the other part is they
1: don't care about <laughs> people getting killed as long as it's not them. <laughs> Oh, and
2: I think that's that's actually, that is an absolutely critical part, right? Because this works for them and for Iran, because Iran basically doesn't want a direct conflict. Um, and because they because hold on their own powers and all that's solid. So they keep working through these proxies to keep poking us in the eye. And that's not to say, by the way, that there aren't tensions between the Houthis and the, and the Iranians. I mean, there's the whole Arab-Persian thing. There's a whole um, sectarian religious thing. But the partnerships worked out very well. And well I, I mean, it's Iranian point,
1: equipment. They're not capable yes. of building their own drones. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And so the question becomes, especially after,
2: most recently, why haven't we done anything? Why haven't we responded with force? And one of the reasons is that up until now, we have done a very good job of knocking down their missiles. So that meant that until now, none of their missiles that hit any U.S. warships or caused damage And it seemed like the administration was was putting that on one side of the scale against what's, you know, escalation on the other side of the scale. And what we saw in the Ukrainian Russia conflict was that the administration really doesn't want escalation of any kind. That seems to be their overriding principle. All right. So let me ask you a question
1: on that. And it's something I talked about in the, the first hour Has there ever been a time in history, world history, where appeasement has worked, <laughs> ever?
2: No, no. And 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 I think there's a secondary thing going on, right? I think I think there are still people in the administration who think they can save the JCPOA or the the Iranian nuclear deal. Right? How so that's that's that? kind of the the other thing that's going on, you know. So and 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 then, and then for us Americans, it's like this is you know one of the reasons why I think Bob's show is so important is we tend to think of these things in small compartmentalized sections, like this is a Houthi issue. And it is, but it's not just that, right? Um, if we really wanna stop the Houthis, we have to understand their motivations and their pains, and we have to figure out how to stop that as opposed to um, just you know talking about it. So the IRGC, no matter what they say, what they chant, they don't wanna lose people. And that's the next step that we would have to take in order to end this. So the, the issue is that these actions, or lack of actions, if you will, have second- and third-order effects. And remember that when we pulled out of Afghanistan after almost 20 years of great sacrifice, and my, you know, my deepest condolences to the families who bore the brunt of that, we just pulled out. Now, I'll tell you that the other people in the world took notice of stuff like that. And if you look at our response to the Houthis to this point, all we have done is break stuff. And while, you know, even if it were just an exercise in dollars, it costs way more for the U.S. Navy to take out some small radar site with a smart missile than it does to, for them to build another one. Right? And beyond that, it doesn't even instill any fear on the other side. As a matter of fact, it's quite the opposite. So imagine you're some third-world tribal leader who's in control of some square of sand in the middle of the desert, and you just threw a punch at the greatest nation in the world, and you're alive to brag about it. Right. that's the reason that this needs to stop. The, the 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 tribal leader who controls that missile and launches it at the behest of Iran. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that that was well, the pin it,
1: the pinpricks that the Biden administration has been pursuing actually encourage and and make them heroes. <laughs> Exactly the point, right? So, so you're, you're
2: that third world leader. You're, that third, you're not even a third world leader. You're, you're a tribal leader in the middle of the desert who can't feed his, peop, uh, his own people, and yet you're throwing punches, punches at the United States. That's pretty heady stuff, right? So Ellie um, Cohen actually, he was talking about this, and he described what he, what he labeled as the decatur option. And for those of you who have been listening to Monday Musings, you know I'm an ex-Navy guy. And I, we've talked about this that in our first battle with the Barbary pilots, pirates off the coast of, um, uh, uh, I, know, I guess I'm in Algiers, what happened was we, had, we were losing that battle. The, the Algerian uh, Navy was taking our sailors hostage, they were using them as slaves. And we sent a, a group over there and wound up actually paying the day of Algiers tribute in order to release some, some uh, hostages. But then after the War of 1812 ended, we sent what was essentially the entire United States Navy to Algiers under the command of a lieutenant, Stephen Decatur, who goes into the port and basically the day starts to negotiate, again, because he's been negotiated with in the past. And by the way, if there's any parallels here, I'm sure you guys will catch this, right? And so because we negotiated the day of Algiers, this is a negotiation, and Lieutenant Decatur cuts him off and says, hey, I'm not here to negotiate. We're going to take every ship in your port and sink every ship that tried to get into your port, and then we're going to level your city if you don't release not just the American hostages but every European hostage as well. And today, looking at the entire U.S. Navy, which is arrayed right off his coast, he does exactly what Lieutenant Decatur wants, and we leave. And, oh, by the way, this results in the collapse of Algiers because the French eventually take over that area, right? so. You know, one of, the, one of the issues is this whole concept of, of proportionality. And what is the proportional response when the Houthis attack a warship? Right? They don't have warships. So if there's, there's nothing to be proportional about. What's the proportional response when they attack a container ship? There isn't one. Well, let's, there's, let's there's go one step further. Uh,
1: John, we've got to take a break, and I want to go one step further. What do you believe we need to do to Iran— Never mind. We've got an array of opportunities in Iran to punish them severely. And we could walk and chew gum. We could punish the Houthis as well. We're going to take a break. It's Monday Musings with John Perillo. We'll be back. So talking with John Perillo, John, we've got packages. We've got uh, response packages for Iran. For their command and control, for their uh, corrupt military uh, elite, for their refineries, for their nuclear uh, development. And we're not using it. Do you think Biden has been embarrassed enough uh, with this tragedy? <laughs> To actually go after the cause, and we're admitting <sighs> yeah, they're the cause. We're admitting it. That's a,
2: that's a, that's a great question, and, and I, you know, before you even answer that, just the, the, word, the word proportionality actually comes from back when we were discussing nuclear options. So the reason they talked about a nuclear proportional response—that's where the phrase mm-hmm. comes from. So there was no nobody ever you know back when the phrase came out anticipated using it for you know in a case like this. And to Bob's point, I think the the real question is you know what? Remember your son Sue. You always play to your opponent's weaknesses, not to their strengths. And the weakness of the Houthis is that they rely on the Iranians for everything. They don't get. They can't get a radar up. They can't get a missile. They can't get fed. They can't get anything without the Iranians. And the Iranians. Um, uh, weakness is that they their grip on power is pretty tenuous and they don't want an all-out war with the United States. And, so, if you're a, I, and I, we I are gladly with, accommodating with, that uh, wish. So, yeah. Exactly. So instead of playing to their weaknesses, we're playing to their strengths. Right? Because their strength is in the ability to keep conducting these little pinprick and, I, and again, for those families involved, that's not pinprick, I don't mean it that way, but um, you know, they, 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 they don't want the all-out war. They can continue firing these missiles. They can continue to harass uh, the great Satan in, in America um, as long as we don't respond aggressively and stop trying to just break things and start trying to take out people. Right? Neither the Houthis nor the IRGC is, would, be, would, be, um, would still be here if we were taking out people. Right? Because you can, they can keep building radars, they can keep building missiles. Like it, but you start taking out their leadership or you start attacking their people, and that changes the calculation drastically. Now, I suspect, and I'm, I'm with Bob this, I don't know why the administration has this uh, inability to understand that you have to attack the people that are attacking you, not just break their stuff. And again, I suspect it has something to do with the JCPOA. But if we really want to end this, we're going to have to start, you know, putting warheads on foreheads and not just, you know, breaking stuff and, and taking out missile silos. Um, and, and that's a that's a big step for for this administration, because I've shown great reluctance to do it in the past. But there is a certain language that they, only they understand out there, and it's not breaking stuff. I will tell you. That. Is is there it, a
1: point? And, let's just think philosophically. Is there a point at which a weak person? realizes that strength is called for or or do they just continue being weak
2: you're asking a philosophical comment which i i can't answer right because it really depends on the person who's answering it i think i think i, I again i would go back to the, the this administration seems to be terrified of escalation anywhere so they again if you look at our response to russia invading Ukraine it has been very very tepid in my mind right i mean we certainly haven't given it's not like we're, we're we're directly attacking russians or even if we should all the ukrainians are saying is arm us and we're unwilling to do that to the extent that the uh that the ukrainians really need if you look at the our withdrawal from afghanistan it was really precipitous right it wasn't hey we're thinking this through we need to we need to see what comes next, it was, no, we're getting out of here because we don't want anything anything to happen to us. You know, obviously that didn't work well. If you look at this conflict, what you see is we're unwilling to escalate against the Iranians because we're afraid of a larger regional conflict. Right? I, if, if, if I were looking for a uniform uh, process or a uniform thought process of what's going on in the administration, that would be it in my mind. Right,
1: um, and, and I think it's wrong. Well, right. you, you let's say let's say this as that. as we conclude, John. Let us hope that next Monday we could talk about how disproportionate our attacks on Iran and the Houthis were because they should occur this week. Certainly no later. I hope we're I hope Absolutely. we're talking about wow, did we light them up? I I hope and pray. Yeah. Yeah, the, if you
2: get a chance, the, uh, the, the article was the Decatur option. It was by Elliot Cohen. Um, the, uh, it's worth reading. And ba- basically he says, look, we have to act like Stephen Decatur back yep. in the Second Algiers War. I'm and that's the only okay. thing Can that I will deter pirates. We know the answer. We just have to, we just have to admit okay. that we know the answer. Right,
1: John Perillo, Monday Musings. Always uh, enjoyable, always educational. Thank you, John.
2: You guys have a great day. Thank you to you and your listeners again, and I hope you have a wonderful week.
0: All right. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four
1: iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs>